Welcome to Mending the Broken Podcast, a storytelling platform where we provide tips and techniques to adapt and accept a healing lifestyle. Mind, body, soul, new beginnings, supportive tribe, healing hearts. Join us on a self-care journey. Love yourself Bethany Ann Williams here with episode 11, Next Level. Welcome back to those of you that are here with us for another episode. If it's your first time listening, please don't forget to go back and listen to the other episodes. And then also, don't forget to follow or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening from. So let's go ahead and recap the last week a last few weeks since episode 10 so episode 10 was called you are here definitely just about being present throughout your process and having self-awareness self-love self-care self-recognition yeah self-recognition through your process celebrating your small victories all that good stuff so the challenge the challenge that I gave on that episode was to uh, write out what your the introduction of your book would look like. If you were writing a self-development book for other people, what would your prelude, what would your intro look like into your story? Just so that you could prep, press in and tap into who you are and your victoriousness. And then the second part of it was to designate at least four hours over the next couple of weeks to tapping into your favorite hobby or activity that creates a sense of peace and self-awareness. Now, if you've been listening to other episodes, you know that my place of serenity is around water. So I spent a lot of time over the last couple of weeks around a lake. I went on a fishing trip and went out on a platoon boat and it was pretty awesome. Um, basically just getting, tapping into who I am and just being aware of what creates peace and happiness for me. That's all I have for the recap. Let's go ahead and get into today's episode, Next Level. Storytime is a segment where we can provide real-life narratives and testimonies. Storytelling has been proven to be a healing component because it enhances connections through relatability. Let's get into it. What's today's story? So everyone, we have a special guest today, my madre. I don't know if I want to say it like that. But anyways, we have Patricia Wilson with us, who happens to be my mother, in case you didn't catch it a second ago. Hi, mommy. Como esta, Bethany? Oh my God. Okay, so before, Hello, we, get into this, before we get into this story, let me just say, um, if you know me, you know I'm kind of weird and I got it honestly, so I can't mm. promise what this is going to sound like, but here we go. Let's just get into it, I guess. Oh my. Okay. Hello everyone out there in podcast land. I wanted to live up to what you just said about me, so it's all good. Hello. Hi, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Winning the Broken. Thanks for being our what second guest? Um and our last yes, guest I of believe the season. So. 
Yes, I'm very honored. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course, you happen to be like through my entire healing process. You were always there, actually. So I thought it would be great to have you on today. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. There's no place I would rather have been. <laughs> okay. You know, you're my favorite middle child. I'm your favorite child, but we're not going to do that on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right, let's go. We're mending. Go. So today's episode is about the next level. Of course, the healing process and throughout this entire season, we've been talking about healing and I didn't want to end the season without talking about how to move forward. Um, season two will be back with more pro- more of the process of healing, but since we're taking a break, definitely want to talk about how to get to the next level. Now, with all that being said, I think of one main word when I think of my mom, and that is being resilient. I have watched her go through so many different things and overcome, and it's been an amazing journey to just have her as a role model. So I want her to tell us a story today about her process on overcoming and just moving forward into the next level of life. Because you went where you did in your first podcast when you talked about um, your stepdad, I think it's really important that we probably just kind of stay in that realm a little bit because the one thing about um, his his death really is it encompassed a whole lot of different emotions and because it was so many different people going through so many different things. You had the children, you had the parent, you had the sibling, you had the wife, you know, you had, a, there was a lot of aspects to that one. So um, for me personally, the day that we got the phone call that something had happened to him, um, they just, the sheriff just called the house and let us know that we needed to get to the hospital in a hurry because they had found um, your stepdad on the ground. And so we, Dominique and I hurried up and we went over there to the hospital. And when we got there, they took us into a, a little room on the side, not knowing what they were gonna say. We were just thinking they're just gonna kind of brief us on, you know, what had happened. And so the doctor comes in and he tells us that what happened, he said, your husband came in and he was non-responsive. He said, and we don't know what happened. We believe it was a, a massive heart attack. He said, but I'm very sorry he didn't make it. I mean, he got right to the point fairly quickly. I instantly went into a protection mode. I, I didn't cry at first because my baby, my child, my youngest child, had collapsed in my lap, literally. And that is where my mind was on how to get her to feel better. Now, let me, let me put a pin in that really, really quick. I, a lot of times I think we go through, as I did, we go through different phases of, of accepting or, or hearing the initial grief um, because we've experienced certain things previously. And so the reason I say that is because the first thing I thought of when the gentleman, when the doctor told us that Michael had passed was my child is now suffering and feeling what I felt when my dad died. You know, there's one thing we gotta understand, when people pass away, especially a parent, you're automatically that child 
no matter what your age is, you're still that person's child. So if you're if you live, your parent lives to be 100 and you're 80, you're still going to feel like my daughter did, like your sister did at 12, hearing that her father had died. There is no difference. I found out my dad died when I was 47. It, I, I knew exactly what she was feeling because I felt like that 12 year old uh, little girl that, that was hearing the news that their parent had died. So uh, I just immediately went into mom mode and that's just kind of where I stayed for a really long time because as you all started coming in and the other siblings started coming in and other family members and what have you, uh, it, it kind of like it pushed my feelings aside. And I, I hope we get to talk about that in a little bit. You know, it, it kind of, I didn't have a chance to go through what she was going through, what, what my daughter was going through and what all of you guys were going through because I was being mom, you know, and that was important to me. I'm not saying at all that I regret how it happened. I regret it happened but I don't regret what the process I had to go through while it was happening. My concern was my children. I think it's good that we went back to this story because it does tie the whole season um, together. So just, we can kind of just jump into how, how and when you were able to give yourself space and grace to heal. Because that episode where I talked about the passing, his passing, I talked about um, the encouragement that I gave in that episode was to just be graceful with yourself, be gentle with yourself, and allow yourself space to heal mm-hmm. and to go through your own process. So with being a woman and a mom, and I think this is going to touch a lot of women especially, but being a woman and a mom, like how did you find space and time to allow yourself to heal through it? Well... I'm going to say something that I learned that in that in that time frame, not necessarily that day, but within a day or so of, of him passing away. I learned that when you lose someone close to you, not only do you have to go through that process of, of grief and of sorrow and, and sadness and, and all of that, but you also have to somehow you revisit all the deaths prior. I never knew that that would happen ever. And it was a total shock to me that I had to relive emotionally my my mom, because she was right before Michael, and then my dad, who was right before my mother. So I had to go through all of that. And it's almost like you have to play cleanup because I had to clean up some loose ends from my father's passing, emotionally speaking, I had to clean up some loose ends from my mom's. And then now I have a new one that I have to clean up and that's his. So basically I have to give all credit, all honor and all power to God because if it had not been for him and him keeping me, because when I prayed, believe you me, I didn't just pray in my head. I prayed out loud at the hospital um, I asked that they sent a crisis uh, counselor in with us because anytime someone passes away and it's sudden and you're at the hospital, they always send a crisis counselor into you to uh, make sure you're okay and the family members are okay, just to kind of help you process. Well, 
she, I asked her, could she walk outside with me? And she did. And so we went outside and I just started talking very loudly to God. I didn't want to do it on the inside. I needed to, I felt like I needed to get as close to God as I could. And that was outside. Now God is everywhere, but I just didn't want to be outside. And I just started talking loud to him and talking out loud. And honestly, Bethany, that helped me process so much because, because I have a relationship with God, I was able to feel his love pour back on me because he could feel my sorrow pouring into him. So that helped me a, a whole lot. And once you have that feeling, once you have that power and know what it, what the, what, how strong God is and how, and how faithful he is to you, it's almost like, you know, it's kind of like getting a book and knowing what the end of it's going to be before you finish. And that's basically how I feel. That is how I am able to uh, tell you what my resilience is about because I know how the book ends. I know God's gonna take care of me. I know he's gonna be there for me. I know my days are not always gonna be easy. I know there's gonna be a lot of sadness, a lot of chaos, a lot of all kinds of things in life, but I know God has got my back. I know he has me. And that is the basis of my resilience. Can you repeat that pour out, pour in thing again? Yeah, just give me a little bit of it. Man, I'm not going to listen to You said something about God's love pour into you because you poured your sorrow out to him. Okay. Okay. How much of it do you want me to say? I don't know. Just say it again. It felt powerful. I just think they should hear it again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Going outside to talk to God, I felt like, like I said, I felt like I, I needed to get close to him as I could. Not that he's not inside that, and he's everywhere, but I needed to get outside. I needed to be able to look into the heavens, I guess you could say. So while I'm out there, I'm, I'm talking to God. I'm pouring my hurt out to him because I know this is where my resilience comes from. I know if I pour out my hurt to him, he's going to pour his love into me. That's how I'm talking about, you know, you have a book, you read a book or you're reading the book, but you skip to the end really quick, which I've done a few times to see how it really, how it's going to end. And I know how it's going to end when it comes to things in my life. No matter what I go through, no matter how heartbreaking it's going to be, or it is, and heartbreak comes, it's going to, you live long enough, you're going to have heartbreak. So knowing that I'm going to go through some things, just knowing that God is going to pour him, his Holy Spirit, his love into me, I'm going to be all right. And so knowing that and having that confidence, you know, I can't be anything but resilient. I, I really feel like if I'm not resilient, and this is just me, I, I can't sit here and say that because everybody goes through a different journey. Mm -hmm. I have not walked in everybody's shoes. Everyone's not walked in mine. But for the shoes I've walked in, you know, everybody goes through a different journey. You know what you've had in life. You know how you feel. But you also have to know that God is there as I do, and that he is faithful about coming around when we're hurting because it says it all in the word. He's going to be faithful to us. And knowing that, I'm just able to kind of, sometimes it's not easy to bounce back. This last situation I had was not easy, and it's still not easy to bounce back. And I have put myself in, in therapy for this. 
for this last uh, thing. And I have a feeling that in this therapy, I'm gonna find some fragments that I probably didn't realize were out there, but um, I do know that God's gonna help me heal through it. That I know, there's no doubt about that. A little uh, sermon-like, more than I thought it would. Not a, I'm sorry. No, not a problem, but what I want to say, I think it's very purposeful and like there's a reason it's happening like this, but I don't know if you already have a scripture you can take time to look it up if you'd like. But I was just wondering if you have like a scripture that you stand on in regards to resilience and like bouncing back or overcoming whichever version you want of the word you want to use. Oh, that's easy. That's easy. Um, I have the New Living Translation, so. Let me see what it is. This lady like. knew I was going to ask for a Bible scripture. She had it next to no, her. No. <laughs> I, there are Bibles everywhere um, in my presence, to be honest with you. Girl, I got to preach all the time. I have, you know, the Lord will wake me up at two o'clock in the morning and give me something, and I have to look it up and read it and go, okay, all right, God, I, I see you. I see you. Yeah, okay, it's it's pretty much the same. I got it. Philippians 4.13, that's easy. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. The King James Version says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's true, that's fact. So if I don't believe that, then I am, one, I say I'm a Christian. And if I don't believe that, what I just read, then I'm saying God is a lie. And that he is not. Only one thing God cannot do and he cannot fail. That's it. So if he says it, I believe it. And as the old saying goes, that's it. You sound like Granny. I can't <laughs> help it. It's my mama. <laughs> I see another scripture too that's really good. It's still it's in Philippians 4. 4. Also, it starts at verse six and it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds every anything we can understand. His peace will guard, guard your heart and minds us as you live in Christ Jesus. There you go, Bam. I mean, we're not supposed to worry. I'm sorry about preaching, but girl, that's who I am. Can't help it. <laughs> it's okay. It needs to happen. <laughs> Can you take a few minutes to just speak to, but just speak to grief in other forms? Because we've talked about death this whole time. And like, okay. obviously we used Wilson as, sorry, I keep using these names. Like you guys know who we're talking about. We talked about my stepdad, um, just to kind of bring it all together and his passing but, you know, grief comes in many different forms. And in the first episode, Grace Through Grief, I did talk about how grief comes in those other forms. So I know you've experienced a lot of death, but also other forms of grief. So any advice you would give to people that haven't really necessarily dealt with death, but deal with grieving other situations? Oh, grief is grief. And... It, it's sad that a lot of people 
are under the understanding or, or feel that they're under the understanding that it's just death, because it certainly is not. Um, you can experience grief if you lose all your money, lose your job, uh, go through a divorce, uh, start a new school. Um, some parents, you know, you, you've worked hard all your life and you, you raise your children and then they all go to school, graduate out of college. And at some point, they don't, some of them or all of them don't come home, come back home. They move out on their own. So they call that the empty nest syndrome. Um, you go through that. Retiring is a form of, you go through some grief with that. You know, if you worked a job for 20, 30, 40 years, or you're going to feel something when you stop having to go to work. Yeah, you're going to be happy and all that at, at some point, but there is still a part of you. There, you know, some people don't make it long after they retire because that was their job was their everything. Maybe they were forced to retire. It may not have been their idea to go, uh, but they did. A major health issue, you know, like what I just experienced, you know, not too long ago with, with my late husband. You know, it's things happen, you know. Um, holidays can be bad. You can go through a lot of grief, you know, during the holidays. So I'm, I just need, I just need us all to understand. And I'm including me. I can't sit here and say you, because I'm not going to do that, because we're all a healing in progress, no matter where we are in life. We're all a healing in progress. Um, we just have to hold on to the fact that we are with us all the time. Sometimes we're by ourselves. I mean, we, we're in a room with, with other people, but we're by ourselves a lot of times. And it's just us. It's just me and me is what I'm getting at. And we have to have a relationship with ourselves. We have to have an understanding. But the biggest thing is we have to love ourselves. I am a little bit older than Bethany. And I say that jokingly. <laughs> and and I, I just say how much older. <laughs> five years now. And I recently told myself I love me. I had never done that before. I was going through something. Uh, good friend of mine just passed away a few days ago and I was sad I'm like Lord I can't take much more sad I, I need you to encourage my spirit I need you to encourage my heart and he had me look up at the mirror and say I love you and I'm like wow I'm not saying I love you to Jesus which I do but I was saying I love you to myself you know and sometimes we have to make that eye contact with us you know in the quiet of, of whatever, we have to make, look, look at our own selves in the eyes and say, hey, I love you. Because we are with us all the time. We got our backs all the time, at least we're supposed to. And so I say that to say, you know, no matter what it is we're going through, we still have us. It, it, it's like, I'm my number one fan now. I, I never thought that'd be possible, but it is. You know, I'm going through some transitions, you know. This is really, Bethany, I don't know if you thought about this. This is the first time in my life I've lived alone. Did you ever think about that? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't until it happened. And it's like, wow, out of, was it 59 years? I lived with somebody from day one till 59 years old. And now it's just me. 
And so now I got to get to know me because I was a mom, I was a wife, I was, you know, a, 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 a sibling, not a sibling, well, yes, yeah, sibling too, but I was a child to my parents. I went through all of those things, you know, and now it's just me and me. So I've got to establish a relationship with myself in order to keep going and, and keep understanding myself and, and, and to let me know sometimes it's okay to be down. It's okay to be sad. But it's also, I also have to remember, I got to know where my joy comes from. And it doesn't come, I'm sorry, Pinky. It doesn't come from calling you. It doesn't come from calling your, your siblings. It doesn't come from calling anybody, but, but God. And so in knowing that, that's, that's who I am. Some people may not agree with that. And if you don't, I'm so sorry. Talk to me if you want to. I, I'll talk to you about that. I'm sorry, it's the preacher in me. I can't help it. But sometimes we just got to get to know us for us as it relates to who we are in Christ. And once we understand that, it makes all of this stuff that we're going to go through at some point in time of our life so much better to deal with. It doesn't make it okay, not at all. It was never okay for me to bury the people that I've loved. It's never been okay to do that. It's never been okay for me to have lost some of the possessions that I've lost and gone through divorces and what have you. It's never been okay. But the fact that I've had God, that I've had him with me all the way, made me all right. We hope you leave this episode inspired and ready to work. So this week's challenge is coming your way. Well, healing works when you work. So, of course, we have another challenge from today's episode. And that is, well, we actually have a two-part challenge. So the first part of the challenge I'm going to give you, and the second part Patricia's going to give you. So the challenge for today is to spend time with yourself. Last episode, I said to spend at least four hours tapping into something that brings you peace and just like an activity or a hobby. Well, this time, I want you to spend that same amount of time with just being by yourself. My mom talked a lot about loving yourself and just affirming yourself and all that good stuff. And so that is part of your challenge for this week is to spend time with yourself. And then she's going to give you the other part. Take it away. Thank you, Bethany. <laughs> you know, I was thinking holidays are coming up and that can be stressful. And even the time change for all of us outside of Arizona, <laughs> the time change can be stressful for some people. Believe it or not, it really can. It's more I think stressful, be, not changing, I'm just saying. I, I, would, I can't wait to experience that. <laughs> so my challenge to you all is, and thank you for giving me the few minutes to listen. And thank you, Bethany, for having me. My challenge to all of you is to write a letter to yourself. Take some time out and just write a love letter to yourself. Tell yourself how much you appreciate you for being with you, going through the things that you've gone through. Write out some of the things that you've gone through and how you appreciate and love you being with you 
all of that. I encourage you all to do that, to take 15, 20 minutes a day, if you can, if any yet possible. If you can do that and just, just meditate. You know, you can spend time praying, you can spend time singing, whatever you want to do. Just take time and spend just you. The best thing you can do is sit in quiet and just listen to what your mind has to say to you. Also, I'd like to encourage you all, there's a book that is just, I just, it's like my Bible. It's called the Grief Recovery Handbook, and it's by John W. James and Russell Friedman. This book is amazing. It will help you get through so many aspects of, of grief. And, and like we said earlier, it's not just death, not by any stretch of the imagination, but it's about all types of things that you go through, and it's truly helped me a whole lot. Believe me, I'm going to say this and then I'm done. You are worth fighting for. Nobody else tells you that. You tell you that. That you are worth fighting for. And I'm praying for you. And I know that God is perfect. Thank you, Beth. Thanks, Mom. I appreciate you for being on this episode and for just being a great example of how to be a resilient woman. I do appreciate you for everything you do and for being my guest on this episode of the podcast. I can't wait until next season. I will start off the season going over the assignment that you gave, which was to write myself a letter. I think that's going to be a great first episode for season two. Just decided it. That's all we have for you guys today. Remember to share this podcast. Um, if you haven't followed or subscribed it yet, make sure you go back and do that. Follow me on Instagram at mendingthebroken underscore underscore or my personal page at love underscore Bethany Ann. And keep in touch throughout the week. Let me know how it's going sure, for you. Sure, How's sure. your letter going? How is your time with yourself going? All of that good jazz. That's all we have for you today, guys. I love you all. And remember, love, love yourself, yourself enough, enough to, to heal. heal. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs>